Arizona's news station, KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. We're obviously paying attention to and focusing on the situation evolving in Iraq, specifically Iran, and the impact it could have here in the United States after the uh, uh, airstrike, a, dro- a drone strike on what many people call the second most powerful figure in Iran, the uh, the general. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it's their most important military official. I mean, that's exactly what it he is. is a, he is a and but he's also a bit of a national hero. J- just to get, get, give you a sense of like, I've been trying to figure out like, who is he to Iranians? And he has almost mythical status as this great military leader. So you get a sense that General Soleimani is more than just some some guy wearing the uniform. All right. So you've got experts out there saying the question is not whether the two countries are at war. It's what kind of war they're about to wage. Yeah. That's a pretty bold statement to make cotton. Um, so let's take a look at what has happened since the United States said that they were taking preemptive action to prevent an imminent attack on Americans. That was the language mm-hmm. that Pompeo had been using, that that Soleimani was part of a plan that was going to attack Americans, and that plan was imminent. Now, imminent as in an hour, in a day, in a week, we really don't have much information there because, well, no one has really come out and told us what that means. Now, the president, we haven't heard from either other than his tweets, And seems to be in a bit of a conflict with what Pompeo is saying. So Pompeo is saying American lives were in imminent danger. And therefore, it means we could go and kill this guy on somebody else's land. Okay. The president has tweeted more about it being retribution for the attack on the U.S. embassy in Iraq. So... There's not as many protections for retribution as there is for an imminent threat. I'm not trying to get too wonky yeah. here, but we've got some mixed messages coming out of the White House. I'm wondering when we will have the president of the United States step up in front of a microphone and, and talk about why they took this pretty bold action. Yeah, and 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 there are so many moving parts to this. Where do you want to... I don't even know where to start. Honestly, there are so many different moving parts to this because you can make an argument that Trump's relationship with the Saudis is behind this. Yeah, and I would venture to say that most people aren't all that uh, aware of the inner workings of the Trump family and the Trump administration with the Saudis. But you've seen him defend the Saudis. You've seen him... Uh, take their word for things like the killing of a journalist, like that the Saudis are on the side of Trump. And by the way, the Saudis are cheering the death of this general. What I'm looking at right now is more along the lines of how this impacts us in America and how this impacts us in Arizona. The Dowell has been a little topsy-turvy today. All right. So we're looking yeah. at your investments, right? Your 401k, yes. these types of things. Stock market is nervous yeah, might be a nice I mean, way to put uh, it. But but it's just nervous. It's it's not tanking. No. It's down about 160 okay. right now. Yeah, jumping okay. around. Yeah, down 160. We, we've had like 220, 100, yeah. 160. It, it's, to me, that's not a huge landslide by any way, shape, or form, but definitely something to watch. The other thing to watch, oil prices. 
They're go, going up. Going up. Okay. They're going up. So when oil prices go up, it's not immediate. It's not like this weekend when you go to the Chevron station and you fill up your tank that you're going to be paying through the nose for a gallon of unleaded. Not going to double. But you're just kind of seeing what could be on the horizon sure. with gas prices going up. Okay. Mm-hmm. What else are we seeing? Well, we are seeing that men and women that fight for this proud country. More and more of them are going to be sent to the Middle East. We're told soon uh, there will be thousands of additional U.S. military forces headed to the region. Now, this is uh, these troops are coming from the from a, the 82nd Airborne Division. They're part of this kind of rapid reaction force uh, that was is designed to deploy quickly. Okay. So when you say you're sending them to the region, <laughs> we don't know exactly where they're going to go. We have dozens of military bases all near uh, Iran, from the Gulf states, you know, we know that, to in Iraq, etc. Now, Turkey, Iraq is becoming quite interesting because this is where the guy was killed. And that was kind of when I first heard the story, I count me as confused because it initially came across that it was not a U.S. attack, but there had been an attack of an Iranian general at an Iraqi Airport. Airport. And I was like, well, I, who, I don't understand how that all came out. Here's where this is going to get a little sticky, right. as if it hasn't been sticky enough for you already. On Sunday, the Iraqi parliament has called an emergency session. Okay. Why have they called an emergency session? Okay, why? Well, because they say that this attack was a violation of their sovereignty. That the United States went into Iraq and killed an Iranian. Now, by the um, way, Iraqis were killed in this attack as well. Shoot, Members of the Iraqi I, government. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not trying to yeah. belittle that, but I'm trying to like deal with the big stuff here. It takes Iraq off. It totally because <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Could you imagine if Russia mm-hmm. came into the United States, yeah. and killed somebody from China? Yeah. Killed a, a, a Chinese military guy it's the same at Phoenix Sky kind of Harbor. President. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't be doing that in our country with like on those kinds of, you know, on that level. So on Sunday, they're going to have this emergency session. Are they going to kick the U.S. out of Iraq? Because keep in mind, the Iraqi government didn't have a problem with General Soleimani. He was working with them. They were fighting against who they call terrorists, who also happen to be everybody that isn't part of their specific religion. So the Iraqi government and Soleimani's militias were fighting against people like ISIS in Iraq. So he was in and amongst the Iraqi government. They were on his side. And as with everything, and I do mean everything, bold face, underline, capitalize, and with an exclamation point, everything these days becomes political. This, no doubt, will do the same. But Dan Hoffman, um, who talked to Arizona's Morning News a little bit earlier today, he is the uh, former CIA. He was a former CIA like bureau chief mm-hmm. over in the Middle East, and he had this to say about the politics okay. of this all. Take a listen. The one thing I, I would just suggest respectfully uh, is that our politicians hold rhetorical fire just momentarily, <laughs> allow the president and his administration to brief members of Congress on all the facts, 
so that they can understand all the details before they step out and uh, and take politics beyond the water's edge. I, and I agree with that. And hold, I agree with that. Hold your breath. Yeah, but you know what? This is a serious matter. I'm not arguing. So let's treat it hold as on. such. But but you, it's a serious matter that Trump, the guy who said he believes Putin over our intelligence agencies on whether Russia attempted to hack our elections, now believes the intelligence agencies when they tell him yeah, I to go wanna, after I, this guy. Yeah, I, I don't want to get into like, And that he also knows more that. than the generals. No, there has to be a strategy. If the United States and you, me, and men and women in uniform are going to be impacted by this, what is the strategy so, other than I want to look tough? No, 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 I get that. And I think that that's what Dan Hoffman is getting at allow the White House to brief Congress on the strategy before Congress gets out over their skis. Now, if you want to have a debate, of which I'd rather not right now, but I think that there's one to be had as to whether or not this White House has a strategy, that's an entirely different It'll argument. It'll be the first time in three years they do. But I, I, I don't want to kind of waste our time talking about that at this point. That, that, that's something that's going to be played out in the days and weeks to come. Um, where I look at this is, is the impact. The impact that, once again, we're going to have men and women, you know, that are proudly serving this country, going over in reaction 30, to all this. 3,500 immediately. Yeah. Um, you're looking at it from like your pocketbook standpoint, which is something that resonates with everybody. And you're looking at potential gas prices going up because oil prices are going up. You're looking at, it has been a boom year on the stock market, 2019. Mm-hmm. And not that what we're seeing on the Dow right not now is anything that's, no. that, that's concerning. But if this continues to escalate and go in a certain direction, that's something that you're going to want to keep an eye out for. And then the thing that really resonated with me and and popped into my mind this morning, and you and I have had some lengthy discussions about it here today, is cyber warfare. Like, war has changed. What would a response look like? And if you were attacking the United States, if you wanted to cause trouble, mayhem, whatever, in the United States, how would you go about doing it? It, It's not, I mean, we in, in the United States have been protected by oceans for, you know, ever and We've been hard to touch. Right, exactly. And I think that that's given us this huge sense of security, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But with things becoming so technologically advanced and so global that those kinds of protections, those kinds of natural barriers, if you will, are are non-existent when it comes to and we know that iran has not i mean they've they've still been investing in their military of course but they've also been like upping their investment in the technological warfare the cyber warfare out there and and so what does that look like on a bigger scale i think there's more discussions to be had about that in the weeks to come and now anytime something goes wrong too we're going to run it through the filter of is this who's behind this we, I think we always have. Hack, but I mean, I think we always have because guess much what? more so now. Right, right. But we have been attacked through yeah. cyber warfare in the past. Is we've it, got we've is got it North Korea. Is it Iran? Is it Russia? Is it, is it China? China? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Iran probably goes back to the top of the list, if nothing else, because they certainly have a motivation now as they claim this is an act of war. We want to talk a little bit about pop star Katie. Perry, but something that she normally doesn't talk about, recently revealing her battles with mental illness. I got the eye of the time. Arizona's news station, KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. You know, maybe it's a good thing 
As more and more people come forward to talk about their battles with mental illness, it become less of a shock. Yeah. Less of a surprise when you go, what? Katy Perry? Why? She's got the perfect life, Pamela. Right. You would think so when you take a look at her tremendous following on social media, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, whatever it is that you Chilling with Orlando Bloom. Some of the ladies are going to have a problem with that. You know know what I mean? Um, But just like with every celebrity, they're human. Mm. The Pope yesterday, you know, we talked about him slapping away the woman's hand. The Pope's human. We're all human, but I think at times we put these people up on pedestals and we think that everything's perfect with them. So when that exterior starts to crack, we pay close attention. But I think what's happening nowadays when it comes to the battles with mental illness, it's not as though some paparazzi caught Katy Perry coming out of some psych ward, so to speak, and like, oh, Katy Perry, you know, she's got mental illness. We're outing her or something. No, no. It, It is people now feeling comfortable enough stepping forward and saying, yeah, I battle this too. And that's what we've got with Katy Perry. She has a new interview coming out in the Vogue issue next month. And she talked about how, you know, from 2017 to 2018, she didn't want to get out of bed. Mm. And I know that there are people listening right now going, yeah, yeah, I felt I like that, that before. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she's battled this before in her, in her life. Um, but she said that this last one was really bad. Wow. How many people can identify with that? Exactly. And it, it pushed her on this journey towards mental health. I would tell you, I think one of the most frustrating things about specifically depression is not knowing or even fully understanding the triggers. Why is this worse? Why am I feeling like this? And one of the because it is a mental illness, because it's affecting I'm speaking first hand. I can't. Well, yeah, and, and, but here's the, like I think that's important for people well, to know. I, I'm talking from my experience. Yeah. It might not be yours. Yeah, that it it impacts the way I see things, mm-hmm. and therefore, while I know intellectually, I might not be seeing things accurately. I don't take that emotionally. It doesn't. It, that doesn't register. Like I, I can go back later and go, come off of it seriously. But in the moment. No. You don't oh, have, no. I can't, you don't I can't have, hit pause. You don't have the capability no. to acknowledge. Like you, can, you can think about that, but you can't feel that. Yes. Yes. Intellectual versus emotional, I'd call it. And, and that's what I feel like with the anxiety that I battle at times. Mm-hmm. And you and I aren't alone. And, nope. and you and I have, have talked about this because we think that it helps other people. I think that Katy Perry coming out helps other people. I think that you being so bold and, and so brave with your struggles with depression has most definitely helped other people. It's helped me, for goodness <laughs> sakes. Um, and we talk about this because the American Psychiatric Association is reporting that more and more people are dealing with this. Yeah. Um, more and more people are reporting being anxious year over year. In fact, it rose 35%. You have more and more people that are battling depression. And and I always kind of go back to the why. 
Uh, I'm a firm believer in anything in life. If you tell me why I need to do something, I'm so much more inclined to do it. Don't just tell me to do something. Tell me why I should do it. Okay. And then you get more of a buy-in, so to speak. So then I also go back into why are things happening? I think why is one of the most important questions we can ask in our lives. It's real frustrating when you can't come up with the answer, though. But you know what? I think that if you take a step back, you can. And I'm not talking about individually. Bruce, I can't tell you why you battle depression. But I think that we as a society can take a step back and see some of the things that are contributing to it. To an overall. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, not, not individually, but when you look at the division that's out there, us mm-hmm. versus them, whatever that may be, men, women, young, old, black, white, that creates problems. You talk, you take a look at what's happening in the news with mass shootings and student debt. All of these things, not positive, very hard to overcome, and it takes its toll. No doubt about it. There is help out there. There are people that can help you. And uh, 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 do hang on. It does get better. It does get better. And you're not alone. You're most certainly not alone. And that feeling that you have, that you're the only one that's gone through that, I would just say, you're not alone. Um, We got a a bunch of stories. We're going to put them all together. Let's call them head scratchers. What (laughs) were you thinking? You're going to be scratching your head after some of these. What? Were you thinking? Oh, my goodness. That's coming up next on Arizona's News Station. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. So, when we talk about head scratchers, these days, I guess it should come as no surprise anymore that people that sometimes do questionable things, odd things, immediately post it on the internet... I just don't get that. And then immediately are shocked and stunned at the response. Yeah. I'm going to start with the first head scratcher of the day, Pamela. Oh, okay. You, you start. Okay, okay. I have to take you to Detroit, where right. apparently there is still a house that had not burned to the ground. Uh, yeah, well, there are not okay? many of those these days. There are not many of them. So you would think that the Detroit Fire Department would be in the business of saving houses in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Well, one of their own, one of Detroit Fire's very own, was retiring. Good for him. And the guys at the station wanted to take a picture. You know, okay. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, exactly. memories, right? Absolutely. And it was, uh, 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 they titled it, Crews Take a Moment to Get a Selfie on New Year's Eve, right? What's wrong with that? They took a selfie in front of a house that was fully engulfed in flames. Literally, flames burning out through the roof. And they took time out in full turnout and gear to take a picture in front of a house that was in the process of burning to the ground. Poor form. Poor form. They're shocked. Uh, Shocked, I tell you, that some people would go, I don't think that's what we... Really? Okay, you're outraged by that one? Yeah, yeah. think You think that one's bad? Yeah. Oh, but wait. You got more. There's more. I'm ready. For this one, though, we got to take it to Alabama. Alabama. All right. And in Alabama... You know, uh, not they weren't sending somebody off for retirement and taking a picture. No, they wanted to wish people a Merry Christmas. Okay. Oh, okay. That's you know what? Simple. You've got these two officers in Alabama who wanted to wish people a Merry Christmas. In fact, it said, want to wish everybody in the 4th Precinct a Merry Christmas, especially our captain. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, you would think so. Um, except here's the next line. Hope you enjoy our homeless quilt. Hmm? Sincerely. Panhandler Patrol. What's a homeless quilt? Great question. Um, they took all of the signs that they had confiscated from panhandlers, taped them together, and put them into a quote-unquote homeless quilt. 
among some of the uh, little squares yeah, 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 uh, see, of the right. quilt. Okay, right? give me you some know, examples. We'll work for food. Oh, yeah, that's a standard. Homeless need help. Mm-hmm. Thank you. God bless. Bad form. It is absolutely bad a bad form. form. So on, much on so, yeah, that the chief that they they wanted to especially wish a well, merry Christmas yeah. to had to come out and give his sincerest apology for the hmm. insensitive gesture. Slightly worse than the firefighters, but still not as bad as this one. Oh, Pamela. we've got more head scratchers. I'm gonna today. I'm gonna one up you. Okay, I want to take you to a fifth grade classroom in Washington, D.C. Okay. Lafayette Elementary School, where they were in the process of learning about the Civil War and Reconstruction. And the students, apparently, with the permission of or the knowledge of the teacher, divided the classroom up into basically slaves and slave owners and the black okay. kids were the slaves. Oh, jeez. There was, in, included in this, included in this, were discussions of like, how much did you pay for your slave? It's one thing. Listen, I grew up in Northern wow. Virginia. You have a study of the Civil War and the Revolutionary War. They're much different because, you know, the battlefields, are you're surrounded by them. They're, all those names. I can attest that I was in the fifth grade in, in Washington, D.C. at the time, we did not divide the class up into the black kids and the white kids with the white kids acting as the slave owners and the southerners and the, and trying to put a price on the black students. Yeah. You know what? In that story, which was super sad, you know, I've, I've got a fourth grader. Uh, Ooh, a yeah. lot of her friends are in fifth grade. Uh, a lot of the kids, you know, the black kids obviously were uncomfortable, but they didn't feel like they were empowered to say anything that they kind of had to go mm. through with the, the whole situation. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until they talked to their parents and then it got back to the teachers. And I mean, the teachers were in there. They weren't the ones that said, hey, do this. But they also should have kind of seen how this was going to play out. The school district has now said, we will no longer oh. have that kind of exercise while studying right? the Civil War. You kids are, you play the slave, black kids, you're the slaves. Oh, my goodness. Who All does right. that? Yeah, 2019, folks. Yeah, uh, okay, but I see that. No. And but wait. You've got more. There's always more. Come on, man. Ah, for this one, though, we've got, where where we've got, we started off in Detroit. Went to, yeah. Then we hit up Alabama. Went to Alatucky. A little uh, D.C. action. yeah. Now we're going to just kind of hop, skip, and jump over to West Virginia. Not far. It's a a three wood. And you know what? Uh, they've, They've got some correctional officers that are in training. Okay. These are those that are training to work in the corrections and rehabilitation within West Virginia. Okay, cadets, if you will. Yeah, you got to go through and, training. And at the academy. end, you know okay. what? You've gone through the academy. What happens? They they set up that row of like three chairs and, and like her, her risers, and you got to like sit and get your get your class picture, like graduation get picture, your class picture, got right? Mm-hmm. Except in this one, mm-hmm. the thirty corrections officers, cadets, three zero, were featured not just smiling and cheesing for the camera because right. they're graduating. No, no. They were doing a hand gesture, if I just described as a Hail Hitler. Yeah, y'all know what I'm the talking Nazi about. The Nazi salute. The Nazi salute. They were not. Not only that, though. Wait a minute, but is this the okay oh, game, but uh, make nope, a look nope, game? No, nope, no, nope. no. I mean, no. like, this has the West Virginia State seal 
on the bottom of the professional photo, it says West Virginia Division of Corrections and Rehabilitation Basic Training Class Number 18, 20, 21, uh, October through 27, November 2019. Yeah. Like the official one. And at the very top, it says Hail Bird. What? Who's Bird? Uh, I think Bird was their, um, their trainer. Like their, like their drill instructor, right. basically. So instead of like Hail Hitler, it was Hail Bird. With the Nazi salute. Every single one of them. They said it was a sign of respect for their instructor. Really? Is wait a minute, Yet West everybody... Virginia, the Nazi salute is a sign of respect? Uh uh no, not not for everybody because of the governor Uh-oh. of West Virginia. Yeah. Outraged by the story, yeah. condemning it, recommending the termination of every cadet who made the gesture. Fired every one of them. How do you sit? Well, recommended. How do you sit there and think that this is a good idea? By the way, you win, uh, just so we're clear. Oh, my god. Your head-scratching story wins with the 30, 30 corrections officers as their graduating class picture fought the Heil Hitler sign was the way to do it. Ten of the cadets, though, I will tell you, said that they did not make the gesture hmm. until Bird... The instructor, Mr. Mr. Bird, told them to. Hey, you got to hail me. You know what? When you let these cadets go, let him go as well. I agree. Uh, the Vitalant Saving Arizona Blood Drive coming to the Valley on Sunday, January 5th at Tempe Center for the Arts. Donors will be thanked with complimentary tickets to the 2020 mm. Waste Management Phoenix Open. It's coming, folks, and it doesn't stop there. There's also a free 10-inch pizza thrown in for you, courtesy of the streets of New York as well. Head to vitalant.org slash AZ. You can schedule your appointment there. I'll tell you what, maybe the news of the day is exactly why you need to have your faith in humanity restored, or the fact that the corrections officers uh, thought the Heil Hitler was an appropriate way to salute on their way out the door. Pamela says she can restore your faith in humanity. Coming up next on Arizona's News Station. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. I mean, get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. You know, one of the concerns that people have is that the recent events in physically happened in Iraq uh, involving the general Soleimani from Iran will lead to some sort of a response. I think it's fair to say there will be a, a response. What it is, your guess is as good as mine. But if recent history is any uh, a judge, the response you can expect from the Iranian regime, government, would be less of a direct military action. Navy ships in the uh, Strait of Hormuz. Uh, tanks rolling into another... Co- less of that. Mm-hmm. And probably more something along the lines of what they have been doing previously in other countries, which is cyber attacks. Okay, so what they've been doing in other countries, let's just take you back a couple of years and to the country of Turkey, where it is believed, because a lot of times these types of attacks are hard to... right? Right, right. And you also have organizations that are told by governments to do it and like the shady kind of ties to one another. But it's believed that back in 2015, that Iran was behind shutting off power 
to half of Turkey for 12 hours. And you're looking at what does that mean? Well, it means that, you know, it shut down transportation, it shut down hospitals, it shut down computers, it shut down banks. You know, we kind of take it for granted that when, especially it's been as cold as it has been, unusually cold as it has been here in the Phoenix area, you walk up to the thermostat because it's cold and you just go, crank it up a couple degrees. And it works. And it works. But when you're talking about how things have become so intertwined in technology, really is just, you know, how we operate nowadays, it's also very vulnerable. And all the countries out there, Iran and the United States as well, are looking how to exploit those vulnerabilities in other countries. And that's where I think you may see an attack. I'm 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 not trying to fear monger in any way, shape, or form. No, I, no, I, I'm no, not going to lose are. sleep this weekend. I get I, you know I'll be okay. But just like there was a what do I want to call it a lack of imagination around nine eleven. Remember who would have ever thunk? My concern is that whatever a cyber attack looks like, you and I, Pamela, are going to say, who'd have ever thought of doing that? Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? It's the lack of imagination. And when you have a, a very different from like some of these criminal actors that try to steal information or, or try to hack people's private information and sell it. This is a nation that spends untold tens of millions of dollars specifically coming up with a way to militarize the Internet. Yeah, but, but so do we. Without a doubt, so do we. we do. So, so we, as, as, we, we were the first, you could make an argument, we were the first ones to conduct a cyber attack against another country. Yeah, we don't know if it was us or Israel. I mean, again, it gets back to how hard is it to kind of point the finger in one direction or the other. And so I would just offer you this. Okay. As scary as what it may sound like. When we enter into this like cyber warfare kind of realm of, of you know, 2020, it's not as though the United States have been sitting on their hands doing nothing about no, this. No, we're, we're, right? we're so, aware. So while you and I may lack the imagination, I guarantee you mm. that the intelligence officials, the military officials, oh, so. and our government officials do not lack that imagination. Mm. Why? Because they've probably been conjuring up something similar to, to launch on other countries. So, you know, you, you learn how to kind of battle those things. Yeah. But I think that, like, it's something that you and I don't have to think about. The people listening right now don't have to think about regularly. What's happened in Iran makes it jump to the forefront for Agreed. us. But there are a lot of people in this country who've been working on this for decades, and I just got to give confidence to them. That's how, that's how I help this that's, sleep this okay, I was say, that's, that's how I sleep this that's weekend. That's your story and you're sticking to it. Pamela says, in spite of all that, she can restore your faith in humanity. and She'll do it now. Yeah, it's 11.52 right now. What might be on the minds of a lot of folks right now is a lunch, right? And I do know that one of... It doesn't have to be lunch, but just any time of day. Favorite places for Bruce St. James to go to would be Chick-fil-A. The Chick-fil-A. I get, you, I get the grilled nuggets. You love you I got them yesterday. So I, 16th I just and Camelback. thought that <laughs> this story is just one to put a smile on your oh. face. Because sometimes it's just a small act of kindness. And attitude is contagious, right? Mm-hmm. And attitude is everything. And somebody having a good attitude and a good time can be infectious. So we want to introduce you to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, though, doesn't work here in the Valley. In fact, he works in Wilmington, North Carolina. Right. And he's the guy that's standing outside the drive-thru because we know that Chick-fil-A's get busy at lunch. 
lunchtime. Boy, do they So ever. they try to like kind of help things out and move yeah. things along. Here's a little bit of the exchange that Jeremiah had with a woman who is videotaping it because she sees him all the time. Mm-hmm. She's not the only one that gets this kind of a treatment. In fact, hundreds have said that Jeremiah treats them the same exact way. Bruce, how would you react to this? Can I get an eight-piece um, nugget? Of course. Oh, as a meal too, or just the entree by itself? Just the entree. Yes, ma'am. And how else may I serve you today? <laughs> um, can the sauce be barbecue? Of course you can. Yeah. Oh, how many would you like today? Two. We have that just for you. Oh, and how else may I serve <laughs> great? you? Great. Hold um, on. Can hold I on. have no tomatoes on that sandwich? Of course. I do the same thing. No tomato. Why yes, ma'am. Amazing ordering, everyone. You're total amazing now. Ordering Four everyone. Oh, amazing. Cheese, hold on. Hold on. Tomato, fries and sweet tea. Eight nuggets as an entree, and I put two of each of barbecue and Polynesian. Your new total now is eleven ninety eight. But where are you all paying? Oh, you're prepared to. Amazing timing, everyone. You're one step away from an awesome lunch meal. You're one step away from an awesome lunch. It'll be a pleasure serving you at our drive After two more things, you know what that is. It's a fist bump each. You guys are awesome. One and two. <laughs> thank you. Have an awesome you. day up ahead. Oh, All right, thank you. you. Bye-bye. See you later, everyone. Wow. Oh, I love Jeremiah. He is killing it. And it just goes to show that just someone with a smile and a great attitude can really impact people. I mean, like when this story first went up and the video was shared, mm-hmm. everybody was reacting. I love Jeremiah. Jeremiah's always got a smile on his face. Jeremiah's always in a great mood. And I love that. Um, I will say this. I love the yes, ma'am. I thought that was super without cute. A, yes, without, a, without sounding like a commercial, everybody I've ever run into at a, at a Chick-fil-A has a, like a solid positive attitude. They, they hire people like that. Good for them. That's outstanding. I haven't run into that Yes, ma'am. I need to find me a Jeremiah. You're just two seconds away from having an awesome lunch. (laughs) More chicken, grilled chicken nuggets, please. I love it. Hey, Pamela and I, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. We glanced through the double-pane bulletproof glass at uh, DJ Tommy Two-Tone, Super Producer Stevie Z, and Bob McClay.